0: Alright, we're getting right into us. We're not wasting time. We're going right into this. I'm tired, it's late. Got a back-to-back, so I'm trying to get this episode up early. Uh, My voice is gone. Let's talk Knicks. They lose tonight. But let's talk. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series. Knicks every game. MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, turning, looking, see ya, Anthony for three. That one. And showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Alright, let's do it. <clears throat> let's get right into this episode, man. <clears throat> Welcome to the show. I'm your host, RJ, episode 498 of the show. And again, I'm I'm diving right into it. So it was another bad loss. Um one that can happen. You know. Um you know the Minnesota game should have been an easy win, so it's more on that game that's frustrated me about this two-game streak. Um, but this one was a more crucial game against Miami in Miami last or tonight, because you know the Knicks are I think after the loss now are just two games above the Heat for the number five spot. Uh, they let the Heat take this one 127-120 to 120, and pull within, again, two games from the Knicks at, at five. Uh, so next week will be a very stressful game, uh, you know, obviously depending on the standings from here to then. But still, you know, it, it could mean a lot. Uh, it's also the tiebreaker game between the two. Do they tie? So it was a bad loss. And now tomorrow, if they go out there and they get lazy again, like they've done against Minnesota and Charlotte the past couple weeks, they could forget about it. You know, because shit's gonna change in, in, in a second like that in this league. If you if you don't, you know, if you mess around and find out, right? Uh, but the Knicks couldn't buy a stop tonight once again. So why why would they win? They did not deserve to win. Um, There were some bad turnovers leading to early transition baskets in the first half. Um, And it was three-point defense. We'll get to that. You got some good performances in there from Grimes, uh, RJ. But I wasn't really too impressed with everybody else. Uh, I just thought the team defense was a complete atrocity. Tyler Hero with big shots down the stretch. He had 20-something tonight. Jimmy Butler at 35, getting his 14 free throws. Free throw merchant. <laughs> Gabe Vincent knocking down the three-point ball early. Struess a couple times in the fourth. I don't know. Just zero defense. And then it somehow got worse in the fourth quarter for the Knicks when they let the Heat. Dropped thirty-five on, on six of seven three-point shooting. Like fourth quarter was basically just Tyler Hero and Max Struess bitching the Knicks from the outside. The game got away in the final six minutes, and so the Knicks lose one twenty-seven to one twenty. We're this is going to be a short episode again. You know, I, I'm sorry. Um, we're getting to the dog days of the regular season. Once we get to the playoffs, I'll ramp up again. Or maybe once we start winning again, I'll ramp up again and be more enthusiastic. And, and, you know, these episodes will be more detailed and longer, but a few points in this game really, really just ticked me off and bothered me. Um, I guess for one, the officiating was crap. Um, I'm not going to sit here and blame officiating, uh, the officials, like every Knicks fan is probably doing right now across the internet, but that bothered me all throughout the game. There were terrible calls. I felt like it favored Miami. I'm not saying, you know, it was rigged, but I'm saying it was um, unbalanced. Um, but it doesn't mean you can lose your composure. So I thought, one, Randall late in the third quarter was a very annoying moment. And then two, this had nothing to do with officiating. Emmanuel quickly midway through the fourth quarter, and we'll talk about that. Um, But with the Randall one, you know, there were three minutes in change left in the third quarter, and Miami was on a bit of a run. Randall turns it over trying to do his, you know, stupid jump pass in the middle of the restricted area. Um, Then the very next time, The very next time down, he turns it over again with the offensive foul on the dunk. So, he gets called for charging. The Heat go down, and Butler knocks down the fadeaway jumper. And then Randall loses composure, and he gets a tech. I guess barking at officials again after the basket. And, you know, it's, it's just like, it's, we talked about this the other night, too. It's garbage like that, which you do not like seeing from one of your best players. But we unfortunately see it all the time. Um, I under, Again, I understand the officiating was bad. It was beyond dreadful and, and humiliating, really. I was embarrassed for them. Um. But it's every night now. You know, it's funny because MSG Network, you got Breen and, and them bringing up every night how Randall's trying to keep his composure more this year. And I laugh every time they bring it up because they bring it up every night and they only bring it up because it's it's during you know, Randall getting teed up or something. But the guy is just way too emotionally charged. It's like his hormones are kicking in and he's pregnant or he's on his period. It's, it's telling you, man, I don't. It's shit like that that's gonna cost the Knicks a playoff game. It's gonna. You don't think that in the in the postseason, when every play is more tense and when the officials swallow their whistles and let these guys you know play more physical, you don't think there's there they're gonna be tough calls and blown calls and no calls. Like the, the shit, they that kind of stuff's gonna happen. So it's on you, as one of the leaders of the team. To keep your composure, because every time you don't, you're literally giving points to the other team, and you're risking being ejected from the game. So that that right there is toxic, and it hurts your team. It's immature. I I just don't understand how this keeps happening with the guy. Each tech he gets, that's a point for the other team, and he's he's up to what? Did they say nine tonight? It's like who do you think you're? Not LeBron James. You know you're an all-star player in a league that's with full of plenty of all-stars. You're, you're not special. You don't stand out from them. You're no rarity. You're Julius Randall. Check your damn ego, man. You're a really good player, but that's where it stops. Like you don't have that privilege to be able to do this every single night, barking at the zebras. It's it's just it's just it's frustrating. And I don't mean to sound like you know, shut up and dribble type of person, but like just shut up and play the game. You know, you're the leader. You gotta know better. Cause it's harming your team. Um, so that bothered me. And then we had the quickly moment, which which was more the turning point of the game. It like it was more about the game. You know, the Randall Blunder was more just it's my concern for, for the long for the playoffs. But this was quickly just his dumb decision-making, hurting the Knicks. And in my opinion, it caused them to lose the fourth quarter there. Excuse me. Caused them to lose the game. Uh, there were about seven minutes and change left. The Knicks are down 101-100 to in the fourth quarter. Brunson's getting rest, so you have Quickly out there as the primary point guard. Um... He's taking the ball up court. He gets into the half court. Goes one-on-one with somebody. I forget who it was. Number 91. And he decides to, again, the Knicks are down just one point, but quickly decides to launch a 20-foot step-back elbow triple with seven or eight seconds on the shot clock for no reason. Instead of getting the Knicks into their set, he senselessly launches a three-pointer over a pretty large defender in a one point game. Just out of rhythm of the offense. And this literally led to their downfall. I mean, the Knicks played no defense. We'll get to that. But right after this moment, with again the Knicks were down one. Right after this J.R. Smith type moment, the Miami Heat go on a 7 0 run. And from there, it was all them. It was all Miami. The Knicks didn't come close, you know, closer than three. And like seconds after that, they were they were suddenly down double figures. So that was the moment for me that completely ruined the last bit of momentum or hope the Knicks had. Um, even with them not deserving the win beforehand anyway, I thought the Knicks had you know, at least had a shot to win it or to tie it or you know to, to do something. And that was kind of the final nail in the coffin. Um, so those couple of things just really bothered me. Um, There were some questionable decisions by Tom Thibodeau tonight. Uh, Again, we'll get to the defensive stuff. But I thought there were a couple other factors. I thought the... the, You know, it's hard. um, But I wanted to see more Quentin Grimes in the fourth quarter. You know, you, you got Quentin Grimes out there. We talk all year how he's not being featured in the offense. But he finally breaks out tonight. He gets 12 shots up drops 22 points on six triples shoots 58% overall and he doesn't play the fourth quarter until the game was already over you know the guy checked back in and the Knicks are down 10 points with three minutes remaining really so I thought that was very frustrating um, the, fir- the the entire like the first six minutes of the fourth quarter, It was quickly out there with Barrett, Hart, Randall, and Mitch and Hartenstein uh, rotating in and out. Quickly was awful all night. He scored five points. Uh, He missed seven of his eight shots. He had nothing for you. Mentioned the bad shot. As soon as he took that, he came out of the game. I'm not saying you take quickly out um, in the first six minutes there because you needed a point guard with Brunson having played the entire uh, third quarter. He was going to get his rest, and he wasn't going to play the, the first half of the fourth. But I think you check Randall out. He wasn't giving you much anyway. Um, you check Randall out, and you bump up RJ and Hart to the three and four, and go small. I feel like the Heat are a favorable matchup size wise. I would have I would have tinkered with that. Um, but I understand it also. I'm not going to sit here and blame Thibodeau because I know Thibodeau likes size. Um, his one of his, you know, M.O.s is is to emphasize rebounds, and the Knicks are a great rebounding team. That's why they're so successful. But it just felt like to me that Grimes, with how he was going, should have saw some minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, but there are going to be a lot of a lot of those iffy moments now, where it's going to be difficult to find that balance because you've now got depth at wing. You know, you don't just have R.J. and Grimes. You've got R.J. Grimes and now Josh Hart, who's become an A-plus wing since he's come here, you know? Uh, And you only have two guys you want ball handling in the fourth quarter, right? And Tibbs, we know he's hell-bent on the nine-man. At this point, he's not going to change it. Um, So there are going to be clunky moments like this where you're like, he should have played. It's always going to be if if all three of them are hot, and they were. Grimes was hot, R.J. was hot, uh, Josh Hart was having a good game. You're going to have moments where you're going to be disappointed. Someone doesn't play down the stretch. You know, another idea in that fourth quarter could have been just to pull quickly straight up in the first six minutes, and you have R.J. slide down to the one and play on the ball a little bit. Um, he's been on a better stretch of late. He's playing real well. 26 points tonight. Efficient once again. So maybe that could have worked for a few minutes and then you brought Brunson back in a little sooner. You know, but I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to really criticize him for that. I understand it now since we have Josh Hart. Um, he's always going to play the fourth it seems and I have no issue with that. Um, it it makes it more difficult. You know, you're going to have nights like this where you have an odd man out. um, but it'd be easier, you know, if, if Thibodeau did expand the rotation to, to ten or you know what I call nine point five. You give Deuce McBride seven, eight minutes a night. You can't tell me with the way the Knicks are struggling defensively right now that Deuce McBride wouldn't help. The kid just provides a winning impact. Every time he comes in, he plays like hell bent defense. And he's doing everything. He does everything that we aren't doing right now. He pressures the ball. He succeeds in the point of attack. He brings help in the pick and roll coverage. He does everything the Knicks are struggling with right now. With Brunson, with the way he's being hunted right now, why not shake it up and bring Deuce McBride in there a little bit? Um, so, at freshman, it's it's a little frustrating sometimes with Thibodeau. Uh But aside from the substitution patterns, my other problem: the guy never challenges. Man, he doesn't challenge. This time it was on the Jimmy Butler call. I thought he definitely should have challenged, but we got nothing. And we see it a little too often where he just stands pat and doesn't make the move. Doesn't go for the challenge. And I'm afraid that's going to hurt the Knicks in a playoff round. You know, you had Butler, out of a trap, picked up his pivot foot twice. And it was like in the final two or so minutes of the game, He traveled. That could have been a good challenge if the travel occurred before the foul. That could have been overturned. There's another. I, th- I think there's another call too, wasn't there? But it happens a lot with Thibodeau that he just doesn't throw the flag, so to speak. Like he, he it's frustrating. But um, again, I'm not sitting here and I'm not going to blame this loss on Tom Thibodeau because there there are more things to talk about than that. And the defense, that once again, for a second consecutive night, that was the real problem. That was the real issue with this team. And it is an issue going forward. Um, And it's going to, I'm going to sound repetitive here, but I'm sorry. Because when you repeat the same mistakes, that will happen, you know, because the offense has been good. And it continues to be good for now. You know I've got my concerns about the sustainability of it. But, yeah, the offense was good. Brunson, yeah, he had some trouble getting into the lane. And, you know, Miami likes to trap on penetration. And we saw them seal off the passing lanes, which led to a few of those turnovers off the kickouts. But the Knicks overall moved the ball very well. They had 28 assists. They scored 120 points. They shot the three uh, at a high clip. So 40 or 50% tonight but they were good. They shot the foul line well. They 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 gave up 140 points to Minnesota on 57% three-point shooting. And now they give up 127 to Miami on 57% three-point shooting. So a total of 270 almost a total of 267 points allowed the last two nights. To two ball clubs who are bottom third in offense, so not a good look. You know, for a second night in a row, the Knicks were nowhere to be found on that side of the ball. They they're just they're not playing with any sense of urgency right now, um, and being tired isn't an excuse because that's how you're going to have to win a playoff series by by grinding through fatigue. The Knicks are just playing like a team who thinks they. Are guaranteed to get the number five spot. That's the way it feels like. You know, their defense. There's there's nothing they're excelling in defensively right now. They can't stop anything in the point of attack. There is no uh, rim protection. They can't stop hacking. I know the officials were bad, but they're slow in rotation. They're slow in coverage. The the pick and roll coverage is is very poor right now. You're getting lit the fuck up from three point distance at the moment. Sixteen triples. On 57% tonight. The transition defense has been pretty bad lately. And it was horrific in the first half. Especially tonight. The Knicks had 17 turnovers. The Heat turned that into 20 points. That's how they're thats how they going to generate their offense. The second half. The Knicks had 5 offensive fouls. Of the 10 turnovers they had. And you also. For a second consecutive night. Have a guy like Jalen Brunson. Being targeted defensively. And that's starting to concern me a little bit. I, I, I don't think that's a coincidence after Minnesota that, that Miami, they're smart. They do their scouting. They're one of the more intelligent organizations in basketball that they want at, right at them. You know, you got Mitchell Robinson giving Jimmy Butler the baseline tonight, basically begging him to drive right on that one possession. Um, The three-point again, the Knicks are just cheating off the perimeter like it's 1975. And Tibbs, I hate to keep bringing up his name, but he's not really doing much to shake it up and change. No doubles, no ball pressure, nothing. No traps of any sort, no zoning, nothing at all. Way too much focus on the paint. And I'm just thinking to myself, is this scheme really worth it? Protecting the middle with help. Icing the middle to force the weak side skip pass. I don't know. How is it going to work? Cheating off the outside like that against Donovan Mitchell, Karras Levert, Darius Garland, who can all shoot over 40%. Those are guys who flash to the perimeter, can play off ball, and shoot that three. How is that going to work? You're so focused on the paint like these guys aren't shooting threes today. The Knicks give up a lot of threes. A lot of makes, a lot of takes. The percentage favors them, but it doesn't matter when you're giving up the volume they're giving up because at the end of the day, points win a team a game. And if they keep giving up three-pointers, it's not going to help in the playoffs. You got Tyler Hero torching you in the fourth quarter, relocating off screens that every single nick got called on tonight. The Heat were losing the Knicks constantly off those pin downs. Josh Hart, on a play in the corner, lost hero. I mean, everyone, really. Guys were at the hips of the ball handler, chasing on their backs. They, they were just out of control, lost. Um, And again, it goes back to what I keep repeating, man. I'm scared. I'm scared that the, 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 the Knicks' three best players, their three best scorers, are also their three worst defenders. Your three twenty points per game scorers. Shouldn't scare you. When they take the floor together. If you're. And what I mean scare you is. Shouldn't scare their own fan base. You know. But their defense is, is really bad at times. And. I worry about that in a playoff series. I do. But um. That's it. We're going to head to break. Wrap it up with our. uh, You know. Two game balls. We'll hand those out. And then we'll get to the trivia. And that'll be that. Alright. Because I'm not wasting any more time. Let's get to our break. Be right back. Hey guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast often. And you want to know where to find me on social media. You can find me on Facebook. At BD4. You can find me on Twitter. At at bd4pod, and you can also find me on Instagram, at Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. All right, so welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Episode 498, let's get to our... Uh, two game balls. Let's give one out to R.J. Barrett among the starters. Bing, bang. Thought R.J. was good tonight, man. 26-6-5. Uh, and five. He shot the ball well. 62%. He shot 50% from three. Got to the line a lot and converted 100%. Uh, getting to the rim. I thought he made some excellent reads tonight, R.J. Barrett, as a playmaker. Uh, making some really good reads on the defense and swinging the ball out um, on the fly like that. That's always been an area of improvement for him is to make those passes. Um, So he was good. I'm not going to spend time talking about, you know, positives in a terrible loss like this, but he was good, and off the bench I thought Josh Hart deserves the game ball. 12 points, four boards, three assists, a couple steals, and a block every night, filling up the stat sheet. Not much in the rebounding department tonight, but he did play good defense. Um, okay, defense. Um, he shot the ball efficiently. He seems to shoot the ball efficiently every night. Um, so he was good. You know, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not talking good things tonight. I'm just tired of I'm tired of losing. Um, you know, we've lost two in a row. That's enough for me to get upset. But um we've got Orlando tomorrow night. It's the second of a back to back and I don't care. We gotta take care of Orlando. They, they are thirteen games uh below five hundred. They've got the thirteenth seed. They're a bad team. They play hard. They're young. Uh they're gonna make the Knicks fight. I know that. But the Knicks have no excuse but to win that game. Um and if they lose that game, they're in deep shit. So let's head to our final break, get back and wrap it up with our trivia. that will be that. Stay with us. Be right back. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to BD4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to BD4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. all right let's wrap this one up let's get to our trivia question now before we do probably should have brought this up after last episode because i recorded it after um but you know rest in peace to uh willis reed man legendary nick passed at um was he 80 i don't know i forget but he passed a couple nights ago and um legendary Nick, two-time Finals MVP. The guy was one of the pioneers, one of the pioneers of the Knicks. You know, it was obviously a big impact on MSG. Breen and Clyde, you could tell they were holding it in tonight during the telecast. Uh, Clyde especially told a really, I don't want to say crazy, really um, heartwarming story about how he found out. On the plane, Coach Tibbs came to talk to him. It was, it was, you know, it's tough. Um, Willis Reed was, you know, from what they say, obviously I wasn't around during that time, but from what you hear about him all the time, the stories that are passed down, not just a great player, but a great human being. Uh, and, you know, you see him, you used to see him at the Garden all the time. You know, just a few weeks ago when they had the top 75, not top 75, when they had the 75 uh I don't know. They did. They do a few weeks ago, like the, the the '70s Knicks teams. They came onto the court at halftime or something, and uh, Willis Reed was was there, I believe. I, uh, you see him a couple times at MSJ, so it's 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 unfortunate, but yeah, rest in peace to Willis Reed. Um, let's let's wrap this up from here. Let's get to our trivia question of the day to wrap this up. All right. All right. So, for episode 498, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is true or false? The Knicks defeated the Heat in each of the first four games they ever faced each other. Is that true or false? True or false. The Knicks defeated the Heat in each of the first four games they ever faced each other. Alright, so let me know the answer wherever you can reach me if you get the answer correct. I'll give you a shout out in front of all two of my followers. True or false. The Knicks defeated the Heat in each of the first four games they ever faced each other. I'm tired. It's technically Thursday, March 23rd, the morning of as I'm recording. So, this is the same night of the Knicks magic that's about to happen in, in uh, I don't know, 13 or 14 hours from now. Um, so, hmm. what was that, 7 o'clock game? I don't know. It's 2 in the friggin' morning as I'm recording this right now, so i got to get to bed. All right. Yeah, I've got a fucking. I got. I've got an exam to take tomorrow. Oh, jeez. All right, let's end this. Thank you. Later. Go next. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.